It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Well, we're closing in on cuts. Cuts this weekend. Locked on Redskins podcast, nickashu.com. Uh, at Nick Ashu on Twitter if you want to get involved in the show as well. But look, let's be honest with ourselves. The Redskins, I was talking about this on radio the other day, and you, like, you look at the start of their schedule, just the first two games even between the Cardinals and then you got the Colts. Teams that, look, they should be able to beat the Cardinals, right? The Colts are going to be better. Andrew Luck is back and healthy. That's going to be a different team. The Redskins schedule as a whole is tough. The start of their season is hard, and we know Redskins have never won an opening day game with Jay Gruden as head coach. They're 0 for 4 right now. So there is a lot of concern that this Redskins team could go one direction or the other very quickly. Now, obviously, it's not a concern if the Redskins start off, let's say, 3 and 1 or something like that. But if they go 0 and 2, 0 and 3, something along those lines, there are weaknesses on this team. There are question marks still on this team that we have not had answered. Now, maybe the coaching staff has had it answered in practice in preseason, in training camp. But like, I, I really do have worries still about the cornerback position. Josh Norman, we know, has experience, but he got torched for two 40-yard gains against Denver. He did not look good. Now, Josh Norman could also just be mailing it in because it's preseason. That's fine. But like we know that Josh Norman has kind of regressed a little bit since his first year with the Redskins, right? After that, you got Quentin Dunbar that seems like he can probably hold down the right side for this team. He's still a converted receiver. Remember, he hasn't been a corner for that long. He's still learning the position somewhat, but you can throw a question mark there, right? Like You can still look at Quentin Dunbar and say, inexperienced still in the NFL as a corner, but definitely has the talent. You go down even farther than that for them. Fabian Moreau, we hope can be an effective slot corner. We really don't know. Kendall Fuller was that guy that went from year one, rookie, didn't have a great rookie year. Dropped a little bit in the draft. Injuries were partially the issue for that. Then came on in his second year. And then Fuller's now off in Kansas City. So Fabian Moreau had a similar type of draft fall because of injuries. Even though he was considered a first-round talent, he's expected to step in and fill that role. And that may be what he does. But he's also young, also inexperienced. You got rookies. Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson's an undrafted rookie. The coaches love them. There's confidence. There's a reason why they waived Orlando Skandrick. It's because of those guys. There's also Adonis Alexander. But he missed some time with a hamstring injury. Came in a little bit late. You know, he was somebody who was supposed to be going back to college, then didn't, was in the supplemental draft. Like, the Redskins secondary, the Redskins cornerback position is an issue. It's something that as you absolutely throwing a big red, big red flag up right now, say, I, like, I don't know if I can trust this for the entire season. Now you hope it's certainly young talent, and if you're going to build a team, if you're going to build a team that you want to be successful, I always say this, right? You layer it with young talent, but you also have those growing pains. And when you have all of these rookies and these second-year guys, you put yourself in a position where there can be some growing pains very very early. His group could be good. It just might not be in 2017. It might be the whole year where they're all trying to figure out their roles and the coaching staff is trying to figure out how to put Greg Stroman and Danny Johnson, Adonis Alexander, whoever, Fabian Moreau, in positions to succeed 
in positions to win and also just learning technique, getting in there, watching film. That's all the kind of stuff that we're going to have to figure out. The cornerback position is a major weakness for this Redskins team right now. Now, could it be better? There's certainly a possibility there. But that, to me, is the number one concern that I have with this team. Also, the offensive line depth, right? Like, If you're going to look at probably the two biggest issues for this team, you got cornerbacks, and then you've got now the offensive line, which was a problem last year, too. It's it's kind of hard to believe that the Redskins would suffer the same amount of injuries this year that they did last year. They were the most injured team last season, but it's possible, right? We already had a look at the Redskins' backfield. Look at what happened with running backs this year. Now, they weren't all major injuries. They weren't massive injuries other than Darius Geis, obviously. But the offensive line, again, two years in a row, I mean, they haven't looked that great in the preseason in terms of just the way their offensive line is after the starters. Tony Bergstrom, Tyler Catalina, the backups at center and guard are just not really looking that great, right? They haven't really impressed anybody. Ty Secchi hasn't been fully healthy since really early last season. Jerron Christian is completely raw. I mean, this guy is somebody that's a, a bubble player to even make the roster right now. I just, if this team gets hurt, like we had questions at even at left guard, right, with Sean Laval. There's a reason why Sean Laval is back. He's really the best thing that they had to offer. They didn't address it in free agency. They didn't address it in the draft. So they put themselves in a position now where Sean LaValle's got to be the guy that you keep. Okay, fine. Where do you then go if you have injuries? If Trent Williams gets hurt, it's you'd assume Ty and Secchi. Okay, but what if you have injuries at left guard or Sean LaValle's not playing well? It, these are types of things where the depth last year was a problem for them. They addressed the depth on the defensive line. They haven't addressed the depth on their offensive line right now. And with a team that has the history of injuries that the Redskins have, you've got to be concerned. I, look, depth takes a long time to build. I understand that you can't necessarily completely revamp your depth on a team in one year. If you're really building a team that goes back to my point about layering talent, where you're going to have draft picks over two to three years, where you're adding four, five, six guys over that stretch that are major contributors. And I'm talking about later round guys too, right? Like, not every fourth, fifth, and sixth round pick, if any of them, is going to turn into be a contributor to your team. They may not even make the team if you're a sixth round pick, let's say. So you put yourself in a position where you've got to have a timetable of two years, maybe even three years, to really build up that depth on a roster that's depleted. And the Redskins, without a doubt, have been depleted for a long period of time when it comes to depth on the offensive line. When it comes to really, I guess, well, depth at most positions. Maybe not quarterback, but other than that, it's been a problem for them. You know, so we, heading into this final preseason game for them, we have an opportunity to really see what depth they may still have. Some guys that are maybe on the bubble or guys that are just getting extended time to really get a bigger sample size in terms of what they can do as a player. That's what the fourth preseason game is going to show us or who you're going to add on special teams that may be a special teams contributor to you. And it may be nobody, and it may be like three guys. Like Maybe three guys end up stepping up and you go, okay, we're maybe not in as bad of a position as we thought we were. Because the coaches certainly see plenty when they're at camp. They certainly see plenty when they're at practice. We see very little when it comes to the preseason games. And anybody that's even down there covering the team at practice on a daily basis, I'm not there every day. I work with plenty of guys that are. I talk to them, have them on this podcast, have them on my show, whatever it is. And they're only seeing individual drills. Like, you can't watch a full practice in the media even. They kick you out. So... We have to hope that the coaches have seen more than we've seen right now, right? Like, that's probably fair. But those are two of my biggest concerns. Cornerback and offensive line depth is we're heading into the regular season for them. And speaking of those receivers, what does Paul Richardson think of what they're going to do this coming season? We'll hear from him next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. 
every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Like big, bag, well, big talk among the fan bases. You know, under Jay Gruden, the Redskins are 0-4 in first games. Do you sense any sort of different sense of urgency from one place to the other? Like when you're coming here, do you, was there anything different? Um, one thing I noticed coming here, and even before we met the team, when, uh, when Alex and I did our press conferences, Alex said that he wants to win and he wants to be in the postseason. And um, I think since he's been here, he's practiced to that, he's studied to that, and he's, he's been trying to lead us to that, and I think he's doing a good job of it. I think that, you know, the, the vibe over there is so different. I mean, all the guys that led us to those places aren't even there anymore. So that's not even a, 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 a comparison. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that when we went back to the Super Bowl my rookie year, I think that it was a lot of competition. We used to rip each other's heads off at practice, compete, and we couldn't wait to go against guys on uh, on Sundays. And I think we went 12-4 and four and 11-5. and five. So, like, we knew how hard we practiced against each other, and we knew – how you know we tried to make Sundays as you know as easy as possible. So I think uh, here, I think we've been doing that since I got here, man. These guys are ready to win. I feel like I, I said that when I got here that these guys are, are competing at a really high level, and I remember what that felt like. That felt like a post game, se- uh, uh, a postseason team to me. And um, you know, guys are hungry, man. I mean, we've shown flashes in the postseason. We got to pull it all together. Wrapping up the, uh, I mean, in the preseason, we got to pull it all together. Ending the preseason, so we can go into Arizona. Talk about Alex preparing to win like that. What does that mean to you? What do you see? It, I see his leadership. I see him not leaving plays on the field. I see him not, okay, we messed this up, but we'll get to it later. I see him making those corrections immediately. He's communicating with the O-line. He's communicating with the, the backs, the receivers, and the tight ends. We know like what to expect from him, and he doesn't have any like any let up in him. You see him when even in the preseason, he's scrambling, he's taking hits. You know what I mean? He's not just trying to stay pretty out there. So it means something to him. Well, with that kind of accountability in place, when he has a performance like he did the other night, which he admitted was not very good, how do you see him respond to that? I think he's going to respond well. I mean, he didn't even play the whole game. You know, uh, everybody's heard terms like a tell of two halves. So I mean. Um, I think he'll feel better about that, you know, if we had put points points on the board. We got to execute third downs and especially fourth downs when we go for him, especially. And I think that, you know, it just wasn't in our favor. But I played a quarter and a half. He played, um, you know, like I think a quarter and a half. Maybe he finished the second quarter. It wasn't even a full game. You can't really judge a guy by that. And, you know, I think that uh, I think we definitely have things that we can learn from. And uh, but I think going forward, I think we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then you had a DJ today mm-hmm. at practice. So if you, if you ran into someone who is old and said, this has to be about football and you can't be having fun with music at practice, what would you tell them? I, I think that it's a disconnect. 
you know, I got to respect them, but I respect my elders. But uh, I think there's a disconnect. You know, I don't think that we need music. I think that it helps. I think that it was uh, it was fun. I think people enjoyed the music. We played music from 30 and 40 years ago, and we played music that was that was uh, popular today. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every bit of it, you know. So, you know. So they weren't that old, you didn't have to respect them that much? Nah, not necessarily wouldn't. Not really didn't have to respect them, but it's like... You, I would. I don't really understand. What don't, are you not? Are you confused? Crowd noise is worse than that. <laughs> and then, I mean, you practice. You practice. Uh, older guys will tell you that you practice in preparation for games. And now that teams don't practice as hard as they usually practice, that's why they aren't, you know, as as prepared on game day. So there's 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 music playing during games. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole another sport. <laughs> There are some people who look and say, like, "Oh, you got to be working hard now that you can't have music and win." But it seems yeah. like does I mean, it seems like most teams probably play music. During- yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing music during practice. I, I've only been two places. I haven't experienced an environment where there's just no music at all. So, you know, uh, you know, I will hope if there is no music, they're comfortable with that. But uh, we have fun listening to music. We, I be trying to tell them to turn it a little bit louder, man. I be trying to tell them to turn it up. All right, so we're obviously not going to see Alex Smith on Thursday against Baltimore. But after that, we got week one against the Cardinals. Are they ready offensively? Hear from him next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you could be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement. Go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKED ON for 10% off your first order. The offseason's over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. You are locked on Redskins. When you watch the film after uh, the Broncos game, just what were your kind of takeaways, and was it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean. Um, some missed opportunities, certainly for us uh, in, in the past game. Um, you know, little things, so which it always is. Uh, you know, for me, you never know 
you never know which plays end up making the difference. And, and in a preseason game, you know, limited opportunities. We knew that. You know, you don't know how many series you're going to get. But uh, certainly, you, you never know which plays are going to make the difference of your opportunities out there. And for me, looking back, certainly that second play, taking the sack, uh, was was costly. I, I felt like we had the chance to get some great rhythm going after we ripped off that first run. Uh, would love to have had that one back. Other than that, I mean, there were some chances there to be made. I mean, it was close, playing against a good defense. They. You know, we're playing fast, and, and, and we were just off here or there. But uh, some good things to learn from, from us, you know, especially those fourth down situations. Uh, some third down stuff to learn from and build off of. Are you comfortable with the amount of work you got this preseason? Yeah, I am. Uh, preseason is a unique, unique deal. And uh, those games are, are very unique. Every team handles them differently and how much they prepare. and prep and game plan and things like that and health obviously factors into that. Um, I don't think necessarily playing however many more snaps come, you know, opener necessarily makes that big a difference at this point um, in my career, you know. So I think we've gotten great work in camp from day one. There's been a sense of urgency every day. We've made the most of, of, of every day, I feel like. Uh, you know, no, no, those are those are obviously decisions that get made, and, and like I said, I mean, you, you don't know. You know, obviously, you do the prepare the best you can, and, and coaches try to make the best decisions they can based off all the variables, and then and you move forward. So, uh, there's certainly no dwelling on the fact that uh, I wish I would have played a little bit more. Listen, we, we the opener's sitting right where it is, and, and uh, we're still preparing for it. Do you feel like just getting any kind of tape against some other teams, seeing as many reps as you guys got, is still beneficial, even if maybe you didn't like the way the team played on offense in that game against the Broncos? Say it one more time, sorry. So it's still important to have tape against someone else, no matter how you guys play, just looking forward to, to grow yeah, from at this? Yeah, at the same time, though, I mean, I could make the argument, you're like, well, I don't want to put a lot of tape out there for these guys. Uh, for the opponents we're playing. I mean, it's, it's such a double-edged sword, and I think you could talk yourself in circles uh, with that argument. So I, I think you, you try to do the best you can. Like I said, there's no perfect answer. There's no right answer. I think uh, if we'd have played a bunch of snaps or we didn't, I don't think that necessarily is going to have a crazy bearing on the outcome on the opener, I guess is my point. Um, I don't think there's any perfect or right answer. Like I said, I think you just try to make a best decision based on all the variables. I think we've gotten great work to, to answer the question. I don't, uh, to have a week of practice against the Jets was amazing. Uh, to go, go against our defense every day well, it gives us plenty of different looks. This isn't a defense that, that, that only plays one look. I mean, they, they make us prepare for everything. Um, so, no, I, I, I do feel prepared. Alex, you mentioned the other night that you and Adrian Peterson sat there at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. What do you make of, of you guys now potentially being in the same starting backfield week one at 33, 34 years old and, and after all you've accomplished in your career? What do you make of, of being teammates with him finally and what you guys can accomplish? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't give it too much thought. I mean, other than obviously pretty cool to play with, play with Adrian. Uh, I've been a fan of his from afar for a long time and, and obviously watched him play a lot of games from the other sideline. And uh, cool to share a backfield with him. But other than that, there, there, this isn't really a time necessarily for reflection like that. I mean, pumped to play together. We're both trying to go out and prove something, though. We're both trying to go help this team win ball games, uh, doing everything we can to do that. I mean, uh, come off season, I think we can reminisce. You're, uh, this week, you and the other starters aren't going aren't gonna to play a game. Did somebody tell you that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's the rumor going around anyway. <laughs> so. Um, 
But uh, this, are you focusing, are you just working on basics? Are you starting to look forward to the Cardinals? What, what do you guys do this week? It's both. I mean, I, th I think the big, I mean, we're still, the best competition is to go against each other, I think, play fast, still getting, taking advantage of reps, working on things. I'm, you know, I've had great opportunity the last couple weeks now to get some great reps with, with Jordan, with CT. Uh, out there in the practice field in, in a good environment, in a competitive environment. Those have been invaluable um, for us, getting Jamison back and in, in working. So that's been great. It's been great, like I said, going against our defense every day. They make you prepare for everything. Uh, they have every defense, I think, known to man uh, in, their, in their call sheet. So they, they make you prepare for a lot, which is great work for us as an offense. Um, so yeah, but a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think I'd be lying if I said I didn't watch the Arizona game the other night, and you know, you're slowly getting ready for that. Uh, but at the same time, we're still just trying to. I'm trying to win every play I can against our defense out here. Alex, our you, new new team for you, new offense. Some guys been were slow coming back in because of injuries and health reasons. Do you feel? Where do you feel this offense is at? Do you, are you, are there any you know, concerns, worries about um, how it may look? early in the season because of some of the newness for a lot of people? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a progression that never ends. You know, you're always working on that, regardless of the injuries. I mean, that, uh, there's always going to be injuries and guys working back in, and you're always trying to uh, get better in a lot of facets of your game as an offense. I think our strength eventually will be, uh, for one, our I think the talent and the playmaking that we have, but I think our ability to do just about anything on a football field when it comes to offense. I think being able to stretch the field vertically, horizontally, I think be able to pound the ball, I think to, to spread them out, misdirection. I mean, I, I, think, um, I think to be able to do a lot, that is a strength that, 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 will be, that is a strength of ours. Uh, I think with that, the guy's gotta be able to handle a lot mentally, you know, and I think the details that I just talked about, uh, they get magnified sometimes because we do a lot and we put a lot of, on everybody and, and uh, I think that's a great thing. I think we have high expectations for ourselves. Um, but that's part of the deal is that the, the details get magnified. Alex, I mean, to kind of play off that, uh, you've been around, it's your 14th season. When you look at the talent on this offense, do you feel like it stacks up to the, the teams that you've played with in the past that have been playoff teams? Yeah, I'm not going to compare uh, any teams or guys or anything like that. Without a doubt, we have the talent to go do everything we want and everything we talk about. We got what it takes. Um, and that's even, I mean, I, I think that, that even, that's a bigger challenge because of that. Because we got the talent, I mean, that's a bigger challenge laying right in front of us, right? We got no, there's no excuses. And uh, that's exciting. So, yeah, absolutely. We got, we got what it takes. Alex, we talk, sorry. Alex, we talk a lot about your mobility. How do you use that as a strength and balance, you know, staying in the pocket with, yeah. you know, getting out and extending plays? <laughs> It's a fine line. You're never going to totally be right. You know, I, I was trying to use my legs on that second play of the game and took a six-yard sack. So uh, you're never going to be totally right. Certainly, you hope it bails you out. And, and I think the, the ability to extend plays uh, and remain a passer, I think the ability to use your legs and become a runner, um, I think those are things that, that can really help you over the course of a game and over the course of the season. I think there's a lot of hidden yards out there. I think. You know, if you can help convert one or two first downs a game with your legs, uh, whether it be extending the play or, or, or moving them and running, um, there's all kind of hidden yards, I think, that stacks up over a season and, and sometimes can be the difference in wins and losses. So you just try to uh, 
you need to try to let those plays come to you. You try not to force it. Uh, your job is to be a passer first, but certainly when those opportunities present themselves, uh, you'd, you'd love to be able to recognize them and capitalize. When you are practicing, let's say you hit Jamison Crowder in the slot, how much of that is just the progression you're making or trying to get chemistry with a guy and that sort of thing? Like, How do you kind of juggle? Making There's so many nuances game? from the play call that we have on and how that play call stacks up for the 12 different looks he could get, you know, leverage-wise, defensive calls. I mean, and, and it's being able to handle all of that on the fly uh, at the snap, you know, and, and he and I having the communication, obviously, with what we're coached to do and going out there and executing. And everybody has their own little flavor. And a little bit of the reps, I think, is just getting on the same page with that, right? Having a feel for a guy, body language. You know, Jamison has such good body language. He's easy to throw to, very natural to read as a quarterback. So, I mean, it makes my job easy. With a, with a lot of those little nuanced things you just talked about that are obviously very important, how has Cam Sims progressed from when he got here to now? Um, I, I mean, I, Cam, from day one, kind of come in and made plays. I feel like he's been physically very, very gifted guy. He made the most opportunities uh, when he's been out there. Certainly a guy I think is a – I know in the quarterback room we feel good about giving 50-50 uh, balls to giving him giving him a chance to go make plays and more often than not he's he's made us look good um you know got a little little sidetrack here with a little uh you know banged up but but nice to get him hopefully back out there because i think he's you know got a bright future all right we'll be back tomorrow remember we got of course holiday weekend coming up here too we got cuts coming up on saturday big week for the redskins then we're hitting the regular season make sure if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet do it it's easy it's on any place you get podcasts there's a million different choices for you check out all the other ones locked on giants locked on eagles locked on cowboys i guess if you really want anything involving the cowboys it's the nfc east so you know you can get go behind enemy lines and learn a bit about that Uh, there's tons of podcasts throughout the locked on podcast network but most importantly of course is that you're paying attention to the locked on redskins podcast every day i'm at nick ashu on twitter nickashu.com slash locked on redskins we'll talk to you tomorrow you are locked on redskins Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.